Good morning, church. Good morning, church. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen? Amen. It is a beautiful day. And my name is Dixie, as we have said. I am from Minnesota. And uh, no, I do not enjoy this weather right now. It is too cold. Uh, All my friends watching in Minnesota are probably making fun of me. But that's okay. Um, I don't know if you do this down here. But back home, if I say, God is good, everybody says all the time. So, And then I say all the time. Okay, so we're going to practice this one more time. God is good? All the time. Beautiful. You're becoming Minnesotans one word at a time. I'm so happy for you. Soon you won't even need coats. Well, I wanted to start with remembering how good God is. Because we're going to move for a moment into something a little different. Wanted to think about what do we do when it seems like the world is tumbling down upon us piece by piece? When the leaders, the ones that we put our faith in, we put our trust in, seem to do nothing but lead the people astray, often for their own means. In this scripture today, we will see that God, speaking through the prophet Jeremiah, has something to say about this. This comes from Jeremiah chapter 23, verses 1 through 6. Watch out, you shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, declares the Lord. This is what the Lord, God of Israel, proclaims about the shepherds who tend to my people. You are the ones who have scattered away my flock and driven them away. You haven't attended their needs. And I will take revenge on you, all of the terrible things that you have done, says the Lord. I will myself gather the remaining sheep from the countries that I have driven them from. And I will bring them back to their pasture, and they will be fruitful and multiply. I will raise up shepherds from them who will care for them. They will no longer be afraid. They will no longer dread harm. Nor will any be missing, declares the Lord. The time is coming declares the Lord, when I will raise a righteous king from David's line, and he will rule wisely. He will do what is just and right in the land. During his lifetime, Judah will be saved, Israel will live in safety, and his name will be the Lord of righteousness. And this is the word of God for the people of God. This message was loud and clear to the Israelite audience of Jeremiah's time. Corrupt war led to a war on the poor and a weakened nation. The prophet Jeremiah prophesied that in light of this turmoil and suffering, 
there is hope. There is hope for a new king to come and change things. There is hope for shepherds amongst God's people to rise up, lead, and protect God's people. And while that story was written thousands of years ago, we can still see that hope and that call by God today. I know as we look around at national leaders, globally even, this word, this word can be hard to see. Who is this king that has come to save us all? And where is what he is doing? Who are these shepherds? And what does that mean for us? Today, today, as Pastor Walter has said, we celebrate Christ the King Sunday. Today we remember that Christ indeed is king. And we may not see immediate change or action, or at least not as fast as we would like, but our faith, our faith sees it here. Our faith reminds us that that change, that action, that work of God is happening here. It is happening today and tomorrow and in the future. And it is a beautiful thing. Our faith reminds us that we are called to rise up and help create this new community of love through Christ. We are the shepherds, and it is a beautiful thing. In this month's sermon series, Beauty building a beautiful neighborhood, we've been exploring the message of God through Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. And who better to talk to about what it means to be shepherds of God than Mr. Rogers? Who better to talk to about raising up a love-filled, kindness-driven, equality-based community than this man? I have to tell you my favorite example which was with Mr. Rogers and Officer Clemens. And you may have heard part of this story before. There was a time when people were putting acid in swimming pools to keep African Americans from swimming in the swimming pools. And in response, Mr. Rogers reached out to an African American man, Francois Clemens, to play Officer Clemens. And the first time he appeared on the show, Mr. Rogers invited him to take his shoes and socks off along with Mr. Rogers. Siri kicked in. Um, along with Mr. Rogers and to take their shoes off and put their feet in the, in the pool together to cool down. And that was the basic story. It was a message that was countercultural to the times. Later, Francois Clemens did an interview when he was talking about he didn't have any faith in Mr. Rogers' message, but he needed a job. So he showed up, he took off his feet, or he took off his shoes, and when he was cooling his feet down with Mr. Rogers, uh, Mr. Rogers sang one of his classic songs, It Is You That I Like. And Clemens said that that moment changed his life because it was the first time he ever felt love. 
We don't know how many people watched this episode at the time. And this episode continues to be shown today throughout the internet and television. And it's still speaking to us today about race relations and discrimination. It is still preaching a word of love and hope today. This single act Mr. Rogers did changed the social, social norm and continues to do so. And I'll admit, we will never know the consequences of this episode. We will never know how every person's heart was touched, how they reacted when they watched this. But we do know this moment touched the heart of one man, Francois Clemens. It changed his life. And as we see in the gospel, every single life matters. Every disciple who heard Jesus' words was used to spread a message of love, transformation, and equality, a message that we still hear today. Now, the hope in the new community is great news, hypothetically. But what does it really mean for us? Siblings in Christ, in this moment, I have to tell you, I have experienced this love and kindness in action in my own life. And it's a beautiful thing. The first example was um, a couple years ago in Kansas. A teenage boy just opened the door for me. And I said a simple catchphrase I've said for years, I appreciate you. And he grinned a smile so big I've never seen before. And he said, really? And I was like, yeah. And he walked away, proud, you know, tall with pride. And I was stunned because this is just something that I say. He walked away thinking about this, empowered by what I said. And I walked away empowered to look, to look at people as people with everything they do. Because how many times do I say thank you or I appreciate you without really thinking about who I am thanking or appreciating? It was a tough moment, but it was a good moment because it has helped me see how God acts through me and through others. The next example was much more recently, actually just walking down Peachtree Street. A random man I didn't know said hi to me. And something about that moment completely made my day. And from that moment on, I made a point to say hi to almost everybody but especially to people who have been trained by society not to look up. Because of their low social status, their life situations, the way they don't look or act the way we expect them to, they know they should look down. But do you know what happened every time I said hi? They looked up. They looked up with smiles that were so big, just like the teenage boy and just like myself. 
do I know if what I said inspired them to go say hello to everybody or to rise up as shepherds in their community and change it with kindness and love? No. Do I know that I spoke to their heart in that moment, just like Mr. Rogers, just like Jesus? Yes. And it's beautiful. A final example involves many churches that are working together in our area, including ours, because it's right in our building. We have an organization called the Midtown Assistance Center, or MAC, that does some very important, incredibly amazing things. MAC supports individuals and families struggling with income. They provide help with rent, food, IDs, transportation, and referrals to other services. And MAC is powered with volunteers just like you and I. Whether it's donating food or coming and helping them their services, we're the people that help this important, beautiful organization keep going. And you know, I have talked with a lot of people going in and coming out of MAC. And they, both times, all of the time, they come in and they leave with hope. It's radiating off of them. And it's beautiful. That God-given hope is in each of us, calling us to move forward to a new community. Each person has a call, and it looks different with every person, and it could look different every time. It can be a smile, a recognition of someone's worth, appreciation, or helping someone in need. And every time we answer that call, we move towards a new, beautiful community. Now, it is the end of our series, and almost the end of my message, and it is time to take the trolley back from Mr. Rogers' neighborhood to our neighborhood. It is time to take this message of love, kindness, and equality out of the scripture, out of our friend groups, and out of this sanctuary. As Jeremiah points to, we might not see the fruits of our actions today, or tomorrow, or next month, but there is hope in the future. There is hope in a beautiful kingdom of God that we are called to share. There is always, always, always hope. How are you sharing this hope? This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.